Warning, this podcast contains extreme negritude and truthfulness. The word of the day is parsimonious, stingy, or frugal. Now what if there wasn't no niggas, just master teachers? And what if there wasn't no rappers, only preachers? Would you eat what they feed you? And would you let them beseech you? Would you let them box you up and put that price on your back? 1949, that's including the state sales tax. For your money, sell your soul to the Confederate flag. No is as conscious as your speaker. Told me it's hidden in the river. And I can smell it in the air like them dark bodies swinging from the poplar tree. And I can feel it in my bones as I become everything they told me not to be. No is as conscious as your speaker. Told me it's hidden in the river. And welcome back, kids, to The Unconvenient Truth. I am your host, Mr. Intrigue, and joining me in the virtual studio, as always, is my lovely co-host. Lee Crenshaw Player, and if they can make up facts. We can make up words. How are you, friend? I am alive and kicking. I'm in really good mood because I saw Shang-Chi yesterday, which we'll talk about later. Yes, 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 yes. I yeah. saw it too. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Um, and as you are tingling, I'm just going to add in that there have been, what, two or three episodes of What If that we haven't talked about? Either. I know. It's, it's, it's so, so much Marvel to talk so about. Much, so much Marvel. Yes, yes. It's yes. like Christmas. You know, it is, isn't it? Like every week in the enemy, right now, we're just being given so many good things and we have amazing things on the horizon so i'm 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 very excited oh yeah <laughs> yeah i think as long as i have a like marvel weekly series i think i'm gonna be all right i think so too <laughs> i'm just like please keep at this cadence marvel you're keeping me alive i appreciate you thank you for keeping knowing me, me. And, yeah it's so true definitely yeah. keep me saying something to look forward to Right. And on the note of keeping on saying today's theme is like protecting our minds because times is dangerous. It is. <laughs> and, and so on that note, let's roll out the mayometer on some folks who have clearly lost their mind. Oh, yeah. No, the, the crazy is catching. Mm, it is catching. It is. And so we have uh, two items to, to weigh on the mayometer today. Um, you shared mm. with me, um, as, as I call him, plain Chad. Plain Chad. That is so accurate. Plain Chad. It works on, the pun works on two levels. <laughs> yes, it really does. <laughs> um, yeah, Plain Chad lost his ever-loving mind on an airplane. I'm not entirely sure what set him off, but he decided to uh, be mad at all. Well, okay, what set him off was the fact that he had to wear a mask on an airplane. But, I mean, that went into some crazy rant about you know, him believing in the United States of America and that he would not be some sort of traitor. And I, I, it, it's very, it's very odd. Yeah, he definitely looked like he was having some sort of mental health crisis to me. Um, yes. I was like, oh, this is, this is not normal. This is not sane. Um, like he was growling and stuff. He, I, I was yes. like, sir. And I, he kind of started chewing on his mask. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, moving yeah. the mask around on his face in weird ways. And I was just like, huh. 
and I was like the person, I wouldn't want to be the person who was, so we know about this because someone recorded it and put it on the internet. I yeah. I would not want to be the person who was like across the aisle from this dude. No, I told, he had an aisle seat. Like one, okay, honestly, no place is safe in a confined area with this dude, right? Like you don't want to have the seat next to the window next to him. Right. And you don't want to sit across the aisle from him either. No, you don't want to sit in front of him. You don't want to sit behind him. But see, you might be better off because in, at least he's got an obstacle to get over. It's true. But it's still too close. Uh, I can't. I can only imagine like being in front of him and like hearing a man growling behind me and being like, what the fuck is going right? on? Because then you're stuck in this position like to, in order to check this out, which you would rightly do to preserve your own safety. But then it becomes obvious because you have to like physically turn your entire body to look behind you to see what the hell is going on. I don't know. I think this is what happens when you fly break your spirit airline. It'll it'll get you every time. Every fucking time. Um, look, I know folks have to do what they do. You know, your your pockets do whatever they do in in these times. It's 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 real. Um, if you can avoid break your spirit airlines, do so. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just worth the money. <laughs> it really is. Nothing is worth losing your mind. Don't be so parsimonious that you, you end up in the psych ward. Right. Um, I don't even know where that flight was going, but wherever it was, it was too long. Entirely too long. So how do yeah. you, how do you rate plane Chad? Um, I think the name is just spot on. I, I just can't see, keep saying that enough. Um, P-L-A-I-N Chad um, is, is, is what this is giving me as a rating. Um, it's, it's very, it's literally just the eggs and the oil. That's all that's in the mayo and, and just no spice whatsoever. This yeah. is, <laughs> this is maybe like you add a weird ingredient that nobody ever asked for, like toothpaste. Yeah. It's for me, it smells strongly of sulfur. <laughs> and uh I, I you know, I think I can't give it too high of a rating just because of the mental health aspects where I'm just like, this man right. this man ain't in his right mind. So I'm gonna give it a two. Wow. I know okay. I'm being so generous today. You are being so generous. That's because I have the Marvel Afterglow. <laughs> I can't I can't even be mad at this man. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Had you seen Shang-Chi, you wouldn't have this problem. See? Woo woo woo. Um Marvel fixes all. <laughs> don't they? Don't they? Um, okay. I, I I say like clearly the man is suffering from from mental health crisis and we, and we will want to be you know accepting of that and in, 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 you know we, we're not trying to make fun of people who are having those issues but man for safety reasons I got to give him a three that's fair and kudos yeah. to the uh, I believe it was was it the um, was it a flight attendant or was it one of the captains? I don't know. But some white man in authority got him together. Yes. Yes. And got him to sit his yeah. ass down. He was in his face like, sit down. I was like, whoa. I, I, I haven't seen white men do this to other white men. Y'all typically save that for Negroes. Check your people. 
I was like, wow, this is what it looks like when a white person gets another white person together. This is good. I was like, more y'all Because it wouldn't have been me. It wouldn't have been me. No. no. I would have locked that cabin door so fast. I'm like, the, I'm away from the marshals. Y'all right. gonna, y'all just gonna have to be okay back there. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's that inflatable uh, slide at on the emergency exits? Because I'm taking that. I'm yeah, taking exactly. That out right now. Just like that one flight attendant did that one day. What? Oh, yeah. it was. I think he was on Southwest. And he had just had it. He was like, he got on the intercom and he was like, fuck all this shit. Pulled the emergency slide and what? left the plane, went home, had and had sex with his boyfriend, and that's how the cops found him. All <laughs> all wrapped up with his boo thing. <laughs> I love that story so much. I love that story so much. That's how you quit a job. That's how you quit a job. <laughs> Get this person a medal. That is fantastic. It is. <laughs> and this is pre-COVID. This is because again, oh. like the it's a great way to lose your mind getting on those planes. Mm-hmm. So, but this, yeah, this is one of my free one of my favorite pre-COVID airline stories. I love that. Um I mean, that's kind of what Southwest gets for letting their employees just say whatever on the mic. This is cute. That, you know, one day, one of them's going to take that liberty and be like, you know what? Fuck this shit. <laughs> y'all ain't shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> None of y'all mm. shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck Southwest. Which I will never say I actually love Southwest. No, they're actually really great. They're really good. Between them and JetBlue, I'm very happy. Yes. I, I am very comfortable with both of those airlines. Yes. How do you um, feel about Delta? Okay, so... That was a long no. pause. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good points. Like they're from Atlanta. Um, <laughs> ATL. I think they've been. I think they've been better. Um, but but you know, as as the hometown uh, uh, airline company or the home state airline company, I I'm, I'm must support Delta. <laughs> it's like obligatory. That is the most lukewarm endorsement I think I've ever heard. <laughs> It's been a minute since I've flown Delta. I think the last time I flew Delta was actually back from your wedding. Um, yeah, I flew Break Your Spirit Over and I took Delta back. I mean, at least you had, a, I hope you had a better experience on the way back. I remember no trauma on the way back. Okay. <laughs> I remember almost every second of the Break Your Spirit flight over. <laughs> Yeah, no, the it's always memorable. You always get a good story if you fly spirit. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can have your knees rubbed raw on an airplane because there is no leg room. Um, yeah, those are things. Uh keeping things going, uh, you sent me a Karen video. Yes, um, indeed. A, yeah, and this woman lost her mind over a parking space. Yes, someone had the audacity to park in front of her home. And not in like, not in like one of those little spots where they're like, this is for people with disabilities, where like they paint a little square and you know not to park there because they put a sign right. there. No, mm-hmm. this just have to be in the neighborhood. And someone parked in front of her house and she ain't like that shit. So she then blocked in, double parked this man into his uh, driveway. 
No, see, I, I don't know why. It's, uh, you don't own the street? Yeah. No, no. Like we all pay taxes to pave the road so we can all use it. That's how that works. He wasn't in your driveway. He was on the street. You could still, yeah, from the video, her driveway was, first of all, she's got a two-car garage. That's correct. With a driveway to match. There was plenty of space for her to get in. I, I don't know. I never quite understood those people. Um, I had a similar situation with a, a, a white man when I was walking my dogs. This is some time back in the before times. And you know how um, oftentimes neighborhoods will have the sidewalk and then there'll be like, you have the yard and then there's a little strip of grass between the curb and the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Well, my dogs went to the bathroom on that little strip. Owned by the city. It was, it was a number one. Sato just, you know, had to pee. And, you know, the man had his children play. He and his, like, two kids were playing in the front yard. And he had decided to, to, to speak up. I'd never seen him before. We passed, you know, infrequently, but um, in front of the house, but never saw anyone. And so this is our first interaction. And he's telling me, like, uh, could you not have your kid, uh, kids have your dogs uh, use the bathroom there? Uh, my kids are playing outside. And... Honestly, I think I just made a public face and walked on. Yeah. Because honestly, like, I'm not going to argue with you over this. This is the strip next to the road. First off, if your kids are playing here, you're a bad parent. Second of all, we're outside and the area that we're in is pretty wooded. So your kids are probably playing in squirrel, raccoon, fox, deer, piss right now. So what are we even talking about? I think people, I mean, people don't put one and one together or... And, and get to, and I, I, I think it's very strange when that happens in neighborhoods because you have to live next to these people. It really is weird. And it's like, you can't make the dog not pee there. Right. They, they do like, what they want. They're just like, I'm going to stop and pee now. Because they have bladders and they're supposed to go outside. It'd be one thing if like the dog like went up on to the yard yes. and, and, he either peed on the kid or like peed on the front step or something but i can see that strip next to the road right i also don't understand when people put out the no dog poop here because again you again. you can't make your dog not poop there like once they do that little thing where they like hunch over mm-hmm. it's, it's done but you can't mm-hmm. move them once they do that no and honestly who wants to be moved in the middle of their shit no one no one I have never. I haven't even tried. I one time I tried to pull, and the dog was like, <laughs> like even like just doubled down. Was like, there's no fucking way I'm moving, human. Right. I've got a shit, and I gotta do it now. Yes, it is like you, like clearly this guy didn't even own a, a a dog or an animal because it's like the best you can do with a dog is train them not to go in your house. That is all you can do. Outside the house no is fair com- game. Right. There is no command like shit now. It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, the whole point was stupid people in civics. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There seems to be a confusion on what is public property, what is private property, and just because something annoys you doesn't make it illegal or reason to 
cause a ruckus. Exactly. And if it doesn't know you, there's ways to handle that. I don't know. It's a, I, it, I, whew, mind is a terrible thing to lose. It really is. Um, how spicy is Karen this week? Now, I give her a solid four. Not because of... Uh, in, not because it was like that big of a deal, but I do believe she mm. says she was going to call the cops. And anytime a person yeah. involves the police over some foolishness, I, I have to give you a higher number because they come with guns and people yeah. can get hurt. Yeah. And while there were no black people involved in this, which, you know, to, unfortunately with the numbers, when you're black, the numbers go up as far as if you're going to get shot. Still, right. the police show up to all kinds of stuff. And frankly, I haven't seen them do a great job of de-escalating situations. So no, that's not in their training. It's not in the training. So I wouldn't... So for just off the strength that she thought it made sense to call the cops over someone legally parking in front of her house, you get a fork here. I'd agree with that rating. Certainly. Um, also, wasting taxpayer money. Much? <laughs> you know, this this whole thing is something that does not need a, a legal state representative. Does, you know, like, a, 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 no one needs to intervene from, from the, you know, municipal level uh, to solve your, your issues with the fact that there's a car on a street in front of your house. Um, yeah, uh, all the worst to her. Um, but again, she she looked like somebody, like she was having a really bad day and this was just the thing. I don't know if she didn't get her way that day or what, but you know, again, maybe she needed a mindfulness minute. Maybe she needed to center herself, but clearly something set her off. Mm-hmm, yeah. She just couldn't handle it. People are really wound up these days. And and with good reason, right? You know, uh, we went through all sorts of foolishness over the last five years. And I think people are walking around in the days and, and, and honestly don't know what to do with themselves. Um, it, it's kind of nuts. It really is. Uh we're moving on. I do have a little addendum I'd like to add into the mayometer. Yes, please. Um, how familiar are you with fashion? Uh, not at all, but I'd be interested in hearing. Uh, have you ever heard of the fashion brand Balenciaga? Of course, yes. I know that much. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. Well, they decided to put out some pants this week. Um, and what they've done, they were it's actually quite ugly. Matter of fact, let me see if I can send you a picture. But um, it's these sweatpants, and they have a boxer lining sort of built at the rim of the sweatpants to look like you're sagging. Uh, um, I do love when they steal streetwear ideas from black folks and then yeah. sell it to you for like $1,000. I'm just like, okay, great. For the white person who wants to look like they're sagging. Yes. But who lacks all swag to carry it off convincingly. We did it for you. Thanks. Your friends, Balenciaga. 
just um, see if I can. There you go. Oh, that looks really ridiculous. Yeah. That looks really stupid. And that's what happens when you try to manufacture it versus just having the swag to do it naturally. It is. It is. Um, so it's. And why did they listen. tuck the shirt in like that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know very much about that fashion, like... but this is not a look. How it is not a look. How much does this thing cost? Oh, sweetheart, you were right on the money. It's just over a thousand dollars. Okay, it's like eleven hundred dollars. I had a feeling. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like you do because... realize the sweatpants meet sag look is a twenty dollars situation, right? Look, <laughs> you go down to Walmart, you pay five, ten bucks for some sweatpants, probably in a multiple multi pack. Do the same for the drawers, and you keep it pushing. That is that is quite the markup. And then to do it so poorly, like a sag involves some asymmetry. They just sewed it straight across. Look, it, it, they're not even good sweatpants. Not even like... Oh my gosh, they don't even look... Oh my gosh, what are they doing? At, they, those are terrible sweatpants. Yeah, they're just terrible sweatpants. And what is this model wearing on their feet? This whole look is a no-go. It's a non-starter for me. <laughs> oh my god, this are, is awful. Are those... Yeah. I'm assuming those are the Balenciagas and they're ugly. Look, you know, um I I remember being in church and, and the preacher saying a fool and his money would soon be departed. Um not departed or just parted. Either way, the, a fool and his money. Yeah, you know, and, and you are a fool if you spend that money on that outfit. Someone's gonna do it. It's gonna Here's happen. The thing. <laughs> and the and the fact that you know people of color have been villainized for, for sagging their pants, uh, forever. Honestly, I remember. The old folks telling me, yeah, you look like a thug and, you know, nobody's going to take you seriously and all this, you know. All I got to say is my pants haven't been on my waist properly since the mid-90s. And I've been a scientist and a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I've gone to school. I, I, I don't have a criminal record. I pay taxes. I travel the world. I'm just saying, Bill Cosby and the rest of the old folks, and, and honestly, anybody that's touting, you know, uh, uh, respectability product, uh, uh, respectability politics, you know, can honestly suck it. Because what are we doing? And now the shit is supposedly high fashion, which is obviously a very cheap ripoff. And, and I'm supposed to let them take that from me too? Like, what the fuck is really happening here? This is what happens when you have to try to stay relevant. <sighs> I'm, I'm confused. But they have us I'm, talking I'm about them, don't they? Free advertising. They they I bet do. you that doesn't even exist. I bet you they just made it. It's fake. <laughs> they don't even plan to sell it, but they're just like, let's get them talking about us. Let them not forget about Balenci. Sure. Sure. But I'm also looking at you queens that still name your houses after these places who clearly do this fucked up stuff. 
and y'all keep repping them. But we're going to keep moving on. I do actually really like the House of Balenciaga. Have you watched Legendary? I have checked out a little bit of uh, Legendary. In season now, two, they have the House of Balenciaga, and they do a great job. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I just... It's, it's one of those little cringe things. And I know, have your moment. But yikes. I just... I, I hate repping brands and things that clearly don't have any sort of uh, reciprocal respect. Yeah, exactly. The kinds that'll sue you for using their name because they're like, you can't be the house Chanel. What? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, and, and I'm not loyal to no one because truth be told, if, if Marvel pulled some shit, I'm done. I'm done. Nostalgia's not going to hold me. It, and it, keep in mind, it would have to be something egregious. Oh, it would have to be really, really bad. Right. And, and I don't believe Feige would ever lead us down that path. My, my heart, I no. don't, I trust him too much. I don't think he would do it, that, do us dirty. All praises be to Kevin Feige. Um, <laughs> I'm just joining the cult at this point. Oh, <laughs> Kevin Feige, we love you. Give us Look, more things, Kevin Feige. Amanos Domine, <laughs> Wakanda Forever, and the Ten Rings. Ha <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> So yeah. Throw all the mayo on, on, on that outfit and, and we can keep it pushing. Um, oh. How are you feeling? That, you know, I feel like that was a more upbeat mayometer because sometimes these white people will be out here getting people killed and this was this just them being weird. Yeah, yeah. Y'all can be weird by yourselves. Um, and more current topics, I would just like to have a Moment of silence for the great late actor, Michael K. Williams, hmm. um, who passed away at the age of 54 and uh, was really a tour de force as far as his just acting ability. Um, everybody knows him from The Wire, Lovecraft Country, mm-hmm. and, and many, many other uh, productions that he has graced uh, our screens with and told such dynamic and, and poignant stories through through his gifts. And he will, he will certainly be missed. So true. You know, um, in a time where uh, niggas didn't fuck with gays, but they fuck with Omar. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I appreciate his ability to not be afraid of a role and to go full into it. Yeah, I don't think you'd be overstated just how revolutionary it is for a cishet black man to be willing to play queer characters. Mm-hmm. Um, when, like those, a lot of people would treat those roles as radioactive, like they wouldn't touch them. Career ending. Exactly, but for him, he, he managed to thrive. Yeah. Um, and never let it dampen his shine at all. He was like, yeah, no, I like I like playing these characters. Like, see. That's what you call an actor. Exactly. <laughs> with with the hard O. Actor. Yes, actor. 
Yeah, no, he he had he had mad chops. He made you believe, you know. Absolutely, and and the gravity that he, the humanity he brought to the roles Mm -hmm. is, is, you clearly could tell that he had thought about what this person was going through and what emotions were coming out of them, even in the midst of like running from racist, uh, you know, cults and and all of the magical stuff that happened on Lovecraft Country. Even within that, it still brought the pathos of, you know, a character that was struggling with his own sexuality, even in the midst of trying to raise a child who has this magical lineage and all of the, (sighs) and jumping through time. He, look, we got an amazing body of work from him and I just know that, you know, if he was around longer, we would have only just seen more and more, uh, excuse me, I'm getting choked up. Just would have been seeing more from him. And, you know, on top of that, he just seemed to be like a cool dude early yeah. in the pandemic. Was it around the, at the beginning of the pandemic or just before he was like, there was a random video of him dancing in, in the street and everybody's like, is that Michael K. Williams like getting at the house? Yeah. Househead for real. And we, you know, and we, I learned too late, unfortunately about, you know, his early career where he was a dancer. Oh, I didn't know yes. that, but that totally makes sense now. Yes. He, he danced, he choreographed, he did all kinds of things. So <sighs> yeah. He was one of those guys that I was, you know, like, again, I, I, I don't really get starstruck, but you know, in the back of my head, it's like, it, I would not be mad if I happened to bump into him on the street. Like that might be a banner day to me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so definitely rest in power and, and all of our condolences to the, the Williams family. Absolutely. It's super Oof. sad. And I, uh, and I, I felt like the vultures started circling when they found him and then they were like, you know, he was really open about his issues with drug addiction. I bet you it was an overdose. I was like, can we not? Mm-hmm get into the speculation about how people die and, but just let the family have their time to mourn and to remember what we loved about people versus getting into this, like, how did they do it to themselves? How did it happen? And it's in the third, like, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because he's gone. Right. Right. And I mean, I know everybody has their own sort of grief process, but I do think that for like cohesive societies that certain things should be put into practice of like, this is how we grieve someone. Not just like, oh, we're gonna put them in a casket and put them in the ground, but like, let's take steps of like, at first, let's make sure that the people who loved him or them, right, are taken care of and and they get a chance to, to, you know, have, be able to pay their respects without the, the world of the noise and, and, and it's the comment sections online chiming in on uh, somebody they did not know. Amen. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Again, rest in power. Um, uh, speaking of mourning. It is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Um, and I don't know, how did, how did you feel on the day? Um, well, 
this is always a very strange anniversary for me. Um, I was not stateside when 9-11 happened. So I feel like I lose a little bit of the impact. Mm-hmm. However, um, there was a different type of terror, worry, anxiety that was created from being outside of the United States at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so by all means, it is a tragedy. And for those individuals that lost their lives, you know, my, 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 my deepest condolences. And honestly, that should have never happened. Um, but also, it also stands as this very strange turning point, not only in my life, but in the country. And I don't know if, I'm, I'm not entirely sure we handled it correctly. Mm-hmm. Specifically because we just pulled out of Afghanistan in which has a direct correlation to the attack. So I, it's, it's, it's very strange. Um, so I'm always a bit uh, of a mix of, of a lot of things. Uh, and I, I kind of, I kind of forget until it comes up again. It's, I mean, it's the inconvenient truth. I'm, it's not something I try and carry with me day to day Mm -hmm. because I don't know what purpose that serves. And I think that's the best way I can sum it up. Yeah. What about you? You know, I, I think in the first few years, I definitely, I mean, okay, let me keep it really, really funky. So I didn't lose anybody on nine 11. Mm, Um, I don't have a deep connection to New York. So that wasn't a thing. My mom worked for many years in the Pentagon. So I did feel some, Mm. some connection to the attack on the Pentagon, but again, didn't lose anyone. And so after the first few years, I think it just sort of faded from my day-to-day recollection. Mm -hmm. And I also think there weren't as many sort of commemorations, like those first like five years, there were a lot of commemorations, but then afterwards it just sort of petered off and it feels like, now it's the 20th, and so, like, it's consequential again uh, in, in a historical sense. Now it's like, oh, we can look back, and we can look at the last 20 years of wars and all that kind of stuff. But I don't, I don't really have a connection to it in any way. And on some level, I feel like I'm supposed to feel bad about that. Yeah. You know? It's like, I feel like the only people who get a pass were like the kids who were not born and the rest of us people who are Americans are supposed to be like, never forget. It was a terrible right. day. And I'm just like, oh yeah, it was a terrible day. And I, I have not forgotten, but, no. but in reality, it just did not affect me on, on that right. level. If anything, I'm more affected by the sort of day to day 
um, brutality that is meted out by the state against black people mm. than I am by a, a one terrorist attack. Right. No matter how big it was, it was still one terrorist attack it wasn't like a whole spate of like no one started a full-on like (laughs) stateside war against the united states they had one big hit and that's about it and we kind of took that hit and i feel like we acted in a very vengeful way Mm -hmm. and i feel like that vengeful way was co-opted by private military contracts and, you know, things like Blackwater and uh, to, to, to line people's pockets. It, 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 feel, it felt like <clears throat> what could have been a legitimate reason for a potential conflict with someone turned into this slightly excuse to be xenophobic and 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 you know um ways to to insert malicious intent into uh international affairs and things like that it, it it becomes a hollow event when you when you when certain people start seeing things as like cash grabs and mm-hmm. it's like you know this is just the thing i need to to send out my my private militia to grab up all of those government contracts because now you know when you go to war you know things have to be moved and things have to be purchased and, you know so um yeah, it it's it just it's this it's this real turning point in again my life and in the country that I've never quite sat well with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, it is a tragic loss of life, but in the pantheon of things where where is it supposed to fall in my my level of importance becomes very difficult to 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 sort out yeah and i feel like it's just gonna continue to be that way like when you're 25 comes around and you're 30 and 50 right and i'll probably still feel just as as conflicted and here's the thing, speaking about like the 50th anniversary, and I mean, this kind of feels radioactive because, you know, the Patriots, you're kind of oddly not love this holiday, but it, it, it means it clearly strikes a chord with them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if I have to rate things of like hurtful experience, like my grandmother's death is going to go above 9-11 every day. Yeah. You know, and so to extrapolate this out, you know, 50 years in the future or whatever, um, or to the 50th anniversary, you know, there's going to be a population of individuals that will 
we will be the ones in the wheelchairs on the the you know evening news talking about I remember when it's attacking and you know you know what I'm saying yeah. and, and there will be some some young thing on like the iPad 3000 you know or the iPad chip 3000 you yeah. know yeah doing whatever version of TikTok is, is is popular at the time hollow TikTok you know with holograms and shit whatever and not giving it absolute fuck because it's just another day yeah i mean just like d-day and the attack mm-hmm. on pearl harbor i don't mm-hmm. remember it was this december something i don't remember yeah it was a thing i don't know them old people complain about that they say it's important so i don't know i look kanye shrug may he rest in peace um i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's about accurate. Never forget y'all, I guess. Um, Moving on to other tragic things, even things that probably would rank higher in my my swerve spot list. Uh, The repeal of Roe v. Wade in Texas. Well, I'm not sure if they say an actual repeal per se. They're just doing the because they don't have the ability to do that, but what they can do is they mm-hmm. can, they can water it down so much that it effectively is repealed, right? Which is has been the strategy for a very long time. It's just to chip away at it until there's nothing left. So we have um, a ban on any abortions after six weeks, including in the case of rape and incest. Um, and most people who are pregnant do not know they are pregnant. Uh, by six weeks so it is it is essentially a ban on all abortion I went to high school with a girl who didn't know she was pregnant until she went into labor like nobody knew she didn't know that's a long time not to get a period sis high school no sex ed I don't know I'm just that has got to be traumatic as shit all of a sudden just randomly going to labor look was she at school was she just like mind her own business at school taking like a test and all of a sudden she's like I don't feel well like what happened um I mean like I wasn't there for her labor I you know um basically I don't remember her labor story. I just remember her not knowing she was pregnant and basically all of a sudden, like, I have a son now. And it's like, girl, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I didn't know either. Um, so, <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Surprise indeed. Uh-huh. But yeah, that um, happens. Yeah. Not so, necessarily in that dramatic of fashion, but it definitely you know, happens. It does. It does. And so when you look at the te- all of the tactics that they really use to try and dissuade um, a woman from, from getting, let's call it what it is, proper healthcare. You know, um, you do wonder what the big push is for mm-hmm. because after that child is born, really don't give a fuck about it 
You don't want to feed it. You don't want to clothe it. You don't want to put it through school. You don't don't want to give it healthcare. You you don't want to do all of these things for it once once the child is born. But you know, um, I saw something online, and I'm going to paraphrase it badly, and I wish my memory was better. But essentially, it, it's it was saying that it is convenient to champion the rights of the unborn um, because you, you, they're not someone who can ask for things. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna ask you to respect their, their, their heritage or their race or their sexuality or, or their, their ability or they're not gonna a- a- tell you they need healthcare or, 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 you know, social assistance and, you know, they're not going to ask for minimum wage, $15 minimum wage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't have any, um, they don't have any needs. So it's very comfortable or, or it's very easy to, to champion the rights of, I don't want to say someone who doesn't exist, but someone who, who, can't speak up for them because then you get to project whatever you want onto them. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, yeah, whoever wrote that, shouts out to you because I don't remember your name. I, and I'm sorry about that, but um, yeah, I, I just thought that was very insightful. It's like, well, yeah, you have this perfect entity in which you can dump all of your purity and, and, and you know, um, but you don't have to do any of the the sort of actual work of what it takes to raise a child or a citizen or to have compassion towards an actual living, thinking, you know, uh, ambulating human being. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, Texas, thanks for making the union that much worse. Yeah, and I forgot about some of the other sort of onerous um, parts of that law which include essentially deputizing people to find out who's been aiding and abetting other people and having abortions and then being able to essentially martial law and get those people arrested. So, so they'll have people outside of clinics taking photos of people's license plates and the like, um, following doctors and the like trying to essentially get people thrown up under the jail um, and encouraging just regular everyday people to do that and regular everyday people have already been standing outside of clinics yes uh, intimidating pregnant people yes um so now now they have an extra weapon which is, oh, we tried to talk you out of it before, but now we're just going to full-on coerce you by taking your photo and having you arrested. That's so awful. That's so awful. But, you know, they'll be the first one to cry civil liberties. My civil liberties are being violated. Exactly. It's my first amendment right to take photos of you. Um, yeah, no, it is disgusting. And then, so when it went up to the Supreme Court... All of, and I can't call them conservatives, maybe reactionaries, uh, fascists, I'm not sure which, what to call them, but the ones who were brought on mostly by Trump uh, mm. bucked precedent completely and were like, this is not a problem. Uh, 
Chief Justice John Roberts surprisingly went with the uh, more liberal wing because he still cares about precedent. That's because there's a difference between conservatives and fascists. There is a difference between conservatives and reactionaries. I can't always bang with conservatives, but at least they'll actually sometimes hold to the letter and spirit of the law. But when you start getting into these ones that were elected by Trump, they have one goal and one goal only, which is to overturn every protection for any marginalized group in the United States of America. Like that is their only goal. And they don't care if it runs roughshod over um, existing precedent. They will (laughs) every single time vote against people of color, pregnant people, refugees they don't give a fuck no not at all oh my gosh at At some point you're gonna have to pick up this podcast this land Mm. oh my gosh so i so it's um it's a it's about the story of indigenous peoples in the united states and the fight over this law called equa Really? Which I am not going to remember the exact what that equa part stands for. But essentially, you know, uh, in the United States, there has been a whole unofficial policy of taking away native children from native families. And most yes. mo- The part that we really remember is the boarding school system, but it's still happening where kids will be taken away by CPS and then they'll be placed in homes with non-native families. And so under EQUA, um, a child who's supposed to be adopted, it, it, it kind of goes as follows. One, the people who get first dibs are folks who are in the family. So, mm-hmm. th- so they would still go to a native, a native family in the same tribe. Then a member of the same tribe. So it's like, okay, we couldn't find a family member, so we're still going to keep you in the tribe. Then mm-hmm. it's any other native person. Because fine, you might not be Diné, but it's better that you be raised by a Cherokee person than be raised by somebody who doesn't have any kind of yeah. connection to native identity. And then finally, white people. <laughs> Everybody else. <laughs> so white it's people are like... Back of the line. Back of the line. And they cannot handle this. So under like... So of course, it was a white person who is ending up breaking the system. They were... A native kid was placed in, in their home under foster care. They knew that kid was not going to stay with them. They knew. Okay. They were like, okay, fine. We love this baby. We're going to let it go. But then they caught feelings. And they were like, it's not fair to us or, or this child that he's been with us a whole year. It'll be more traumatic for the baby, for the baby to be taken away from us than for them to lose access to native culture. Because that's what white people think. They don't think that white that native culture is valuable enough to to their love is gonna save because their love is gonna save this child. They don't need um, access to Diné culture. They don't need access to Cherokee culture. No. And the part that really throws me is like this: (laughs) there was a family that wanted to take the child. They had already had like a party and all this kind of stuff. They were going to bring the babies home, but because the lawsuit and how painful and onerous and all like how, like how challenging it is to get through a lawsuit, the family backed out and the the tribe was trying to find another family, but, but then it just went through. And so this native child is now being raised by this white family that thinks that they're so great because they can send him to like private school and all that shit. And it, and one of the CPS people said something really brilliant, which is like, it's not a, it's not a crime to be poor. 
It's like you can still you. offer a child an amazing life, even if you don't have all the resources in the world. And so like, check that shit out because, and I say all this because it's part of a broader strategy to take away rights from marginalized communities because some of the people who are fighting in this case are like the folks who like back up Chevron and Exxon. Like they have like the big heavy hitting law firms coming in on some sort of obscure law about adoption of Indian children. Why would they do that? Because any place where white people don't get to be on top, they have to take that law down. And so they're going after everything. They're going after the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission. They're going after affirmative action. They're like It's like on all fronts. If you are a, a person of color, if you're a person who can get pregnant, if you are a poor person, they are coming after anything that, that gives you what is a perceived leg up against white people. So, um, wow. Yeah. First of all, the audacious caucasity of that right um but also american um to be clear uh the organization you were talking about indian child welfare act yeah i see wa how did you pronounce that equa 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 okay um <clears throat> wow yeah i it, it is, it, I have often seen it a tactic and honestly, it's, it's a law tactic anywhere, right? If you can't get what you want, how can you break down the structures around it to get that thing, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so then when you do it, it's quote unquote legal. Um, not ethical by no means, but not, you know, it's certainly not legal. And so, I just know that there's probably gonna come a point where that Native American child, um, after being raised with this family for so long, um, will be pushed to the front to make some sort of statement on behalf of his white foster parents. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's actually sickening when that happens. Um, usually because you can, sometimes you can tell when a child doesn't really have a sense of self mm-hmm. and it usually comes out in the way that a statement is made and I, I'm just not looking forward to that day that's it's like oh they got you Ugh. yeah that's really painful and, uh, and I'm, mm. yeah no go ahead oh and I was gonna say what's even you know hit me just now is, is that the sort of unlearning of that when that happens mm-hmm. is going to be really painful for that person. So I'm not looking forward to that for that child either. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's there's, uh, you want to do an inelegant segue? Sure. <laughs> Cause I, I've, I've talked myself into a very sad hole. Well, okay, before we do that, you know, the, that, that last <laughs> statement was simply a way of saying protect your mind because you see how it's coming in from all angles here. All angles. <laughs> all angles. Oh, exactly. An elegant segue. Go for it. So something that doesn't suck, something that is right with the world is all uh, this good shit that Marvel is laying down. 
I yes. did it. Hard left turn. Just like in Shang-Chi. <laughs> hard left turn. Oh, no, hard, hard left right turn. turn. <laughs> if you find yourself lost in the bamboo field of life. <laughs> hard right turn. Hard right turn. Um, so for those of you who don't know, that is a Shang-Chi reference. Uh, a Shang-Chi reference. And, and, and if you haven't seen the movie, this was absolutely fantastic. What did you think? I loved every second of it. There, there wasn't a moment of this movie where I was like, this is dumb. Even when I knew what was coming. And by the way, if you have not seen this movie, just good night. We'll see you in two weeks. Go see Bye. the movie. Have fun. Wakanda Buy forever. All that. Wakanda forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like your, your show ends now because we are going to spoil yes. <laughs> the, the hot out this movie because we can talk about everything because this movie was everything. Everything, and like I've had some hit or miss feelings with some Marvel movies, like mm-hmm. like I, for example, I did not hate Black Widow. I just didn't love it. Okay, right. Yeah, I was just like, okay, cool. This is a fine Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go see this more than once. Fair. I can go see Shang Chi again today, mm. and be happy about it. And gladly mm. give them my money. I'm actually a little sad that I got the matinee price. I was like, I should, y'all should have charged me full price for this sucker, because because <laughs> this was the this was the summer ride that I needed. Look, that it was it, it was it was a fun ride, and I mean, look, we pretty much start the movie. Uh, well, maybe not start the movie, but we really crank up the action on a bus ride. So, like, yes, it's literally a fun ride. Um. This movie is giving me all the ancient Chinese folklore yes. that I didn't know that I needed. And I, 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 I am happy to be able to be present um, for this moment for uh, the Asian community, in yep. particular, the mm-hmm. Chinese community. Um, please, by all means, to the front of the line. Oh, also, um, Asian viewership for premiere was up for this movie. And in, in record numbers. So, like, congratulations, y'all. Exactly. Yeah. And every every folk need their Black Panther. And so yes, I am glad. And they did it right. You know? They I was did. like, they I was like, it was fully realized within Chinese culture. Where I was like You could tell they had Chinese writers. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. The pronunciation <laughs> was impeccable. They had actual Chinese being spoken throughout. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, well, now we're only going to speak in English. It was like, they managed to do a balance where it wasn't this hokey thing where it's like, we know the actor speaks Chinese, but we only going to speak in English the entire time. They let us right. have the subtitles. You're going to be okay. You can right. read. It's fine. Reading is fundamental. It doesn't take anything away from the movie. If anything, it makes it more immersive. Yes. Yes. I mean, look, honestly, we should just be happy that there were subtitles. You know what? We yeah, they, it's true. They could have just been like been good luck. Made. Yeah, here. Let's fucking learn Mandarin, you know? Because um, why? Why Why should we have to be catered to? Like, yes, I mean, it's a movie playing in our country or whatever, but still, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope there are many people that were able to sit in the movie theater and not need to read the subtitles. Um, yeah, I hope so. That makes me happy to think about where they're like, oh, the, take those words off the screen. I know exactly what they're saying. Them. 
Right. And I hope that uh, Marvel did that thing they do sometimes, where they actually hmm. did a little play on words, where like the like they're saying something in Chinese, but they're just kind of giving you like a rough oh. translation that's not as good or as slightly different oh. in English. So it's even better for the folks who speak Mandarin. I hope oh. they did that. I hope there are little hidden Easter eggs oh. in there for y'all, because you deserve it. Everyone deserves right. to be treated this way by Marvel. There, go ahead, get yours. Go ahead, get I yours. I hope so. I hope there's parts of it just, that I didn't even get. Yes, I will just look for the Easter eggs on the internet as such time that they are given to me, if that is the case. <laughs> it, it, I enjoyed the martial arts so much. Oh my gosh, oh, the fighting was amazing. And I mean, like you knew that they could, there was no way this could be like half-assed whatsoever. And Marvel said, no, if we're going to do a, a, a karate flick, here it is. You know, you want Kung Fu? We got it. Um, plus magic in there. Ugh. Plus magic. You want Kung Fu plus magic? This was Marvel's Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Yes. Speaking of which, that particular scene um, where uh, the, the mother and father meet was so beautifully done. It was so lovely and i was like oh my god you can see i was like oh this is the blossoming of love it is i was like are y'all wait y'all about to get it on here in the middle of the bamboo forest in the water like you couldn't pick a prettier location not at all mm -mm. If, if i'm like this is foreplay this this i'm a it little really hot. was i was like oh my gosh i didn't know fighting could be so beautiful like that right and and again it was fighting and it was magical and the leaves were swirling around in the most beautiful fashion and only made her look more gorgeous. And, yeah. and as she clearly was not sweating his technique whatsoever. Yeah, she was <laughs> like, whatever, you got some rings, okay. Oh, these are cute. How about I like, like air grab them and then blast them back at you and then you can have them back. Like, oh, it's, a, it's a fun time, it's a fun time. It was a great time. Um, I, I don't. I, I was just happy to be there. I literally was just happy to be there. And this was um, your first time being in a movie theater since the pandemonium started, right? Yes. How was yes, that for was. you? Um, that was an interesting experience. Mask was on the entire time. Of course. Um, the theater I went to um, blocked off the. It was assigned seats, but you only had a selection of the seats and then they sort of adjusted the seating as they went. I know that sounds convoluted. So essentially every other row was was a no-go. Mm -hmm. So this the aisle in front and behind me, nobody was at. And so then when I was able to choose my spot, kind of, um, it had me so that I was a couple of seats from the end um, but also anybody who was going to sit next to me had to be three seats away. So that felt all right. That felt all right. Um, I'm not going to be going back to the theater like crazy frequent, but you know, when, when Feige beckons. When I the show... Eternals come out, which I'm excited. I don't know if they showed you the trailer oh, for that. Cause no. I, yeah. I mean, it's they not. They cut out all the trailers. Yeah, that's true. They don't they don't show you trailers uh, on, on the Air Force Base. I forgot about that. But um, 
it's not a new trailer. If you've been watching like okay. Marvel YouTube, it's the same trailer they've had out for a hot minute. But that doesn't make it any less interesting to Fair. watch. Because I'm just Fair. like, ooh, November is coming. And also, that is your first chance actually seeing the Eternals like on the big screen. Like, this is what it will be like to sort of interact with this. Yes. Yeah. So, lucky you. Um, I might even do an IMAX that time. I might. I think that'll be a good one to watch on IMAX. I really do. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Please do and let me know. I will. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. If, if you haven't seen Shang-Chi... Uh, make that happen. Special guest appearances with Wong uh, from from uh, Doctor Strange. That was cool. Uh, I, look, it. Just in case you didn't think this was part of the rest of the world, here it is. Um, and I love that it's Wong because I could I could always do more Wong. Indeed, and I always felt like he got kind of short shrift, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now, and I mean, yeah. But now he's got this world where he can play and like Wong and Shang-Chi. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's fun. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it. The Fight Club was awesome. Yes. Um, I, I literally could be here all night talking about the parts that I like. Um, so many cute CGI characters that are, are um, accurate to Chinese myth. Um, because Marvel don't miss. Exactly. <sighs> exactly. I remember watching a review because that's the thing I do. I'll see a movie and then I'll just watch all the reviews. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if I agree with them or not. I just, you know, it's a little right. rabbit hole I go down. And somebody, uh, obviously, who doesn't pay attention and who doubts Marvel was like, what mm. is this little headless, what you call it? That's just weird. It's not third. I'm like, all this shit comes directly from the mythology, bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marvel don't miss. Don't miss. Not, not a single time. Not a single time. Not a single time. It makes me so excited just to say that. It's just like, just, you know, like Aquafina in archery, you know? Don't miss. Don't, Don't miss. miss. Um, I saw that coming also, a mile away, though. I was like, uh, like they're training her because she's going to take, like, the most important shot at some point. It's going to happen. But I didn't even care. Like, it doesn't matter if I see it coming. It still didn't make that fight scene with the soul sucker any less intense and good. Yeah. I will say this, you know, um, I, I kind of see the Marvel formula a little bit for introducing a new character. Yep. You know, um, I, I, I trust and I'm sure that, that Faye is aware of it, you know? Yep. And, and, and you know, I do understand that, look, here's a brand new character and we need to introduce their entire world, you know, for what we have coming up because these characters will show up again, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's so many ways that you can do that. And, you know, I, 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 I expect Marvel to bring their A game and start switching it up a little bit, but, you know, it was still a fantastic ride. It was. And we yeah. shall see. I mean, I think it's going to be a little different in the Eternals. Who knows what they're going to do with Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. I don't Look. know. I, I Again, I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I'm one to do psychedelics, but that might be a fun one to do psychedelics too. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that one is going to completely like blow up everything we know. And if 
you weren't on something and you're probably going to feel like you're on something by the end of it. Yeah. Um, because we are clearly going into this place that is it, it, unlike anything we've seen before. And I can't wait. Yeah. I appreciate I them. I'll, I'm loving phase four so far. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, re- I'm really happy with it. And it, it's fantastic. Cause I think we might be getting fewer movies, but because we're getting all of this like weekly content, it's, it's, it's a lot of Marvel all the time. And you know what? It's like a warm blanket. I'm just going to wrap myself in. Oh, absolutely. It is the highlight of my week. And then mm-hmm. Carmen is becoming a little Marvel head, which is adorable. Sweet. We Love like, Converse. we sit around and we have our little dinner. We watch what if together, mm-hmm. you know, and I ignore when they say things that don't make any sense. I'm just like again that is a DC reference we don't speak DC in this house but I don't say that shit because I'm I'm still in that lovely Marvel glow and I'm just like you know what it's for all people like we watched um, the Legends series on Disney Mm -hmm. which is just essentially just condenses the movies Yeah, which is so smart it's like oh yeah you know what you haven't been with us for the last 20 years as we've laid out these movies. So let us give you a short 10 minute introduction. This is Falcon. Now yeah. you can learn more about Falcon and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is Vision. You can see more about Vision in WandaVision. I was like, way to bring people up to date. Right. Good it's, job. It's, so thoughtful, and, Marvel. And it's brilliant because it's the same thing they used to do or they do in the comics with the comics. Yeah. You know, there will be one shot comics where this is your jumping on point. If you don't know this character, start here and and we'll take care of you. And that's basically what that legend series is. It's like, here are our tertiary characters that we are expanding their roles in. And so instead of watching 13 some odd movies, here's a highlight reel that'll tell you everything you need to know to be up to date so you aren't lost when you go and, and watch the series that everybody else is going to be talking about. Yeah, exactly. Look, and Feige, I trust. So good. Um, what did you think about when the Mandarin showed up? Ah, that was a fun cameo from Ben uh, Kingsley. Um, again, tying it back literally to the first Marvel movie, Marvel Iron Man. Um, and the explanation of the whitewashing and co-opting of Chinese culture to create terrorism and overthrow the United States government was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a beautiful way to do two things that, that correct sort of missteps in Marvel's past. One, the Mandarin character initially in the comic books um, was a bit of a yellow face trope. Um, two, uh, the sort of poor casting of uh, Ben Kingsley as the first Mandarin right. in, in, in Iron Man, only because Marvel was kind of trying not to do the yellow face trope from the comics. So here's an updated version, but that didn't go over well either. So right, right, right. here's your retcon to all of that. Look. I can't be mad again. Marvel fixes its mistakes. And so for me to jump off of this ship, Marvel would have to do something egregious and then completely not try and atone for it. 
they knew that there was no way they could bring this character Shang-Chi back and the Ten Rings without addressing their mistake from Iron Man. And they just did that. Yep. And did it in such a humorous way. Look, I know I'm wrong. Throw all the egg on my face. I deserved it. Let's move forward. Exactly. And yes, we shall. <laughs> and we and we did move forward to great effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's also like a scary as shit. Love. I was like, get that away from me. Get it away from me. Also, like I get that the dad was crazy and missed and missed his wife. Yeah. But when that first little itty bitty soul sucker came out, I'm like, I ain't pushing this wall no more. See, like that's a good place to stop. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was confused. Uh, that is not my I wife. My... No, exactly. <laughs> that's not my wife. <laughs> I was expecting her back there. You're not it. Um, my partner pointed out a, a fantastic point that I did not get. Um, if you notice, the soul suckers kind of looked like English style dragons that have wings. Chinese mm. dragons don't have wings. Um, he thought that was a fun little uh flag that the soul suckers, although they weren't exactly European dragons. They had wings like European dragons. Mm-hmm. And so um, he, he sort of noted that. And I was like, you know what? That is kind of a little fun Easter egg of sorts. That is fun. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not down with having my, my soul ripped out of my face and then carried away with some weird bat dragon thing. <laughs> that, that We are clearly going down into this, this weird dimensional space where there is some some nasty stuff hiding out and uh look phase four is going to be unlocking the door to some creepy stuff and marvel is going to let their creep out yeah and they've been they've been kind of grooming us for a little bit like they started it in wandavision yeah where they're like oh girl got the dark hole now look out mm-hmm. we, we you should know there's some shit about to go left yeah we got witches and now the TVA done messed with the timeline. So who knows what could be unlocked? You mm-hmm. know, things that, that should have been uh, a sealed deal are no longer such because who knows what interdimensional beings were, were kept in place during the sacred timeline only to be unleashed in the multiverse. I just need y'all to bring me my Mephisto. That's all I need. Look, it could be coming. I feel it like it's be coming because, you know, Marvel is good for some fan service. And yes, so they, they, they know we have been asking for this. We have been assuming <laughs> Paranoid it. about it. We've been paranoid. <laughs> we were like, is it is it Falcon and the Mephisto? What's going on? Like we That coffee cup is Mephisto. <laughs> everything is Mephisto. Everything is Mephisto. <laughs> everything. Everything. Every, everything points to Mephisto. So I'm just I'm waiting. So yeah, I'm, I'm, ooh, you know, and with that, you know, also, what if has been grooming us for the- Oh yeah, it, it got dark. So yes. the last one, we talked about the first two because I was behind. I had not mm-hmm. seen the one with the, what if all the Avengers got uh, offed? I was like, what? Murked. Murked all them niggas. I was like, oh yes. my God. I was like, did they just yeah. kill Black Widow? You can't kill Black Widow. She's indestructible. And I'm, 
killed yeah. them all. I was like, Mr. Van Dyne, are you serious? You're just going to kill all the Avengers? Look, he took his wife and his daughter. It made perfect sense when I sat down. At first, when I first watched through, I was like, huh? But I, I watched it again, and it's like, oh, thinking where he was at, he lost his wife on a S.H.I.E.L.D. mission. Mm-hmm. And so in, in this reality, uh, they take Hope, too, and she dies in a S.H.I.E.L.D. mission. Yep. And, and like, he had already become super protective over his daughter in Ant-Man. And, you know, he didn't want her in the suit. He didn't mm-hmm. want her doing anything. And so, you know, he, he, he was already on that, that ledge, but to lose your wife and your daughter, that's his whole family, you know? And, and honestly, for a man of his age to just basically watch his life and lineage it's not disappear, yeah. yeah, you're gonna go for revenge. And, you know, he's smart enough to kill off uh, the Avengers, which, wow. What a what a what a story we got there! It took me forever to figure out. Like, well, I never figured it out. I didn't figure it out either. I had to watch it twice. I was like, "What? Huh?" Yes, yes. And I also think it's not something they could have shown in a movie, given like the sort of family friendliness of, of the Avengers films. Which I, I'm hoping sort of changes here in this phase four of things, but you know, going through uh, uh, Hawkeye's ears essentially, and, yeah, and, you know, yeah, that wasn't fun to think about. I was like, I, I don't like the whole yeah. like we just gonna be up inside you fucking shit up. That ain't cute. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, um, turning the Hulk into basically a giant cartoon fart. Yeah, that was. Um, I, I still don't understand exactly how he killed him. Enlarged his heart. That's what they saw, that, but I don't understand how that led to yeah. him exploding. Anyway, whatever. I don't have to understand it. Mm-mm. All I know is that Mister <laughs> Mister Pym lost his shit. Oh wait, I'm sort of thinking about it now. Okay, Pym particles. Okay. Oh, he All used right. Pym particles. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it just clicked for me too. Okay. Like, okay, yeah, so you sense. do pin particles inside the body that would make him expand into a point that you know he sort of pop like a water balloon or whatever. I get it now. Okay, took a minute. There we go. Hey, um, so, yeah, Black Widow. Uh, but our, our 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 final hope, so to speak, um, was having Loki come in to to finally stop. Uh, I guess the elder Ant-Man and with some rather cool illusions which had me took me a second to figure out that you know what Nick Fury is awfully spry at the moment yeah it took me a minute too in fact I didn't get it until he started multiplying I was like oh that's about when I got it too I was like oh that's Loki that's Loki other than that I was like well hologram technology he might have that. He's never had it before, but you know, sure. Um, and, and and so you make a deal with Loki, and you get screwed in the end. And uh, Loki decides he wants to take over Earth anyway, and is successful because there's no Avengers. There's no Avengers to stop him this time. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, but there might be a little hope in the captains, both America and Marvel. 
Yeah, that that was pretty cool way to end it. And I was like, yeah, the Avengers don't stop. Much to your earlier point, you know, in one of the earlier episodes, you're like, they managed to figure out what is the central storyline, what is the theme, and then distill it down and play with it. And it's yeah. like, like no matter what, the Avengers don't quit. Yeah. Shield doesn't give up. Nope. And so even with all the odds stacked against them, the Earth had been taken over. Loki mm-hmm. is now king of Midgard. Yep. They're still going to fight back. Right. And you know what? They're still, I guess, I, I guess Peter Parker is still out there, right? Yeah, Peter Parker's still out there. You know, and, and I'm sure there's a host of other characters who we have not seen yet. Exactly. Still out there to take up the cause. So, you know, um, it'll fill a void. You know, a vacuum was created with the Avengers. I, I'm sure there will be other beings take it, take their place. So that was episode three and then episode four. Tragic. Uh, Fucking tragic. Uh, Doctor Strange. What if he lost he, his heart and not his hands? Yeah. And from the title, I was like, huh? That's weird. Cause I was thinking like anatomical heart. Yeah. And that's, that's not the heart he lost here. No. And that was, that was really sad. Um, oh, the, that montage he, where he just kept losing her and he kept trying to find look, different ways to keep her alive. Look, I was traumatized. Oh. I was traumatized. And we also learned something about the multiverse, which we just learned about. There's an absolute points. There are mm-hmm. are bends and kinks in the sacred timeline that will not move. And her death was one of them. Yeah. And although he tried as he might, might and, and people postulate that he sort of used the same um, time loop that he used on Dormammu, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, flip back to to essentially picking uh, Christine up. <sighs> That was a heartbreaking, and in, in watching it the first go round, I, I was like, "Is there just? There's just no way. There's just no way. How many times can you watch this woman die? Yeah. And feel that helplessness over and over and yeah. over. Yeah. Oof. Dark ass um, episode. It was. You know, we go from killing the Avengers to just like literally murking this woman left and right. <laughs> A montage of mercs and you know he finally decides to go back to the old library and commentage um speaks very loudly to a native person which i found kind of offensive <laughs> but it's some shit that he would do it is some shit he it's would on do. brain for stephen <laughs> it's so on brain um but you know, he gets to gets into the library and then he does what Dr. Strange does and he, he starts studying everything. And then he learns that he needs to essentially become a soul sucker himself. Yep. But for all type of magical uh, creature. Um, you could tell he gave no fucks when he took down that elf. <laughs> That was hilarious and sad because Elf was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Like, uh. <laughs> he, like he started with like the the least scary thing. Was, was, yes, he did. Was a tiny little demonic elf. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if he's that bad. I don't. What did that elf do, do to you? I was like, he's not really a badass. He just pretends to be a badass. He's small. Right. <laughs> 
It's so cute, but he had to go. Um, and the fact that he spent centuries just essentially downloading all type of like magical creature yeah. um, to make himself more powerful um, only to sort of undo the, the absolute point which he was told that he couldn't. Right. Because it would be the end of all reality. Exactly. Like, you, Dr. Strange is the smart man, but in his grief, he don't think so well. Because if don't. you're going to lose everything anyway, why are you, wh what do you think you're going to change? You know what I'm saying? And, but he got his wish. He did. Um, after mm -hmm. he, he bought his, his alternate self, which did you think that uh, good Doctor Strange was going to win uh, that battle between him and his altar? I, you know, I, it started off and I was like, maybe, maybe. I had hope. I and, had hope. But then when he started knocking them letters out his face, I was like, oh shit, yeah. this ain't going well. This ain't uh -huh. going well. And he had him on the ground, just had one little one in the center of his head left. I was like, oh shit. I was like, yeah. good Doctor Strange about to lose. And then he swiped it like a bad Tinder date. <laughs> And we'll take that rune off you and your mind. And I was like, shit, where do we go from here? You know, because I did, I think there was still a part of me that thought like Marvel wasn't going to let it go that dark. I you know, know what I'm saying? I did not think they would allow him to destroy the entire universe. And, and, and so it was. And he gets Christine back and the world immediately starts to... to I don't know. What would you call it? It's not know. like dusting. It, it was, was like, like an oil slick situation. Yeah. Yeah. Just sort of like <sighs> away, almost like a lava lamp. Just, uh, and, and, you know, then there was this moment of horror when Christine sort of comes to consciousness and she sees this massive, weird monster, the, the sort of literal monster. No, the literal monster that Dr. Strange has become. Right. And she's frightened of him. Yeah. And, 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 you know, rightly so. What did you do to yourself? And um, then the world closes in and he creates this little purple crystal bubble. And, oh, also, strange note, no pun intended, he can hear the watcher. Yeah. And there were two points in the episode where he kind of interacted with the watcher. One, he was like, yeah. I feel like I'm being huh? watched, huh? Because the watcher's yes. like, I feel like I should tell this nigga not to do this shit. Like, this ain't really going well. Stop. You should really he stop. Really... I should say something. But I'm the watcher. All I I'm can do watcher. is watch. Bruh, they only pay me to watch. <laughs> <laughs> My job is watcher, not intervener. I clock in from, <laughs> from nine. I clock out at five. I don't pick up nothing. I don't move nothing. I watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the title. The Watcher. A watcher. That's all I'm here to do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and we literally leave Doctor Strange with his despair. Mm. In a little crystal by himself. Because he still right. loses Christine in the end. He still loses. Yep. Ugh. She disappears. And, and the only, because the entire world is going away. So I guess what he is floating in is the void of reality i hope he can die in the void of reality because otherwise you just stuck there forever by yourself that ain't cute right that ain't cute right it's not i mean i couldn't do it 
Nah, I have to find a way to cut off my own head. But like, shit. Right. <laughs> Ain't no uh, way. There's, there's, I mean, or at least just let the crystal go, be taken into whatever ever after there is. I don't know. Call somebody up. You got some powers left, right? Something. Something. I mean, come eat you. I mean, are there any creatures left? Maybe that bug he didn't, he didn't consume. I think the that bug he stole the coat too. from. Which I did, oh. which never made sense that the bug had a coat. <laughs> it was always confusing to in, me. I think in the comics that's actually like a race of beings and the coat, like they they have a sorcerer supreme in their their reality. I think it's actually canon. It's a, it's a but, bug sorcerer supreme. I love it. Marvel is such yeah. a weird weird universe. Um, you know, so we're going many. to some fun places. Going to some. Oh oh the. The last thing he sort of ingested, the tentacles. Yeah. That looked very much like the tentacles from the the, the uh, first episode with Peggy Carter. It did look almost exactly the same. Yeah. And so, I mean, I wonder if this is the same being. We haven't seen any more than the, like, calamari end of it. But, yep. you know. Ah. And they both came out of portals. Yep. <sighs> look. This is this is this is why we marvel, right? This is why we marvel. This is probably going to be very important and probably going to show up in a movie. Yep. Especially Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness where there will be many portals. Ooh, so I hope I'm he just... meets up with Tentacle Monster self. See? That'd be fucked up. Mm. You don't know. It's the Multiverse of, of Madness. Madness. Look. Uh just look. I'm hearing rumors that there are, are characters in the What If series that might make it on to, to the big screen. I don't know. I don't like dealing in it, but it does get me, get my spidey sense tingling. And I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing the live action Peggy Carter, um, uh, uh, Captain Carter. I wouldn't mind seeing an evil Doctor Strange. I yep. wouldn't mind seeing this, this tentacle monster. I Show me all of the things. Marvel, you do with my, you know, Media watching, what you will. I'm I'm here for the ride. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um. Last week's episode. Rawr, zombies. Even darker. Even darker. Now yeah. all of the Avengers are super powered undead folks <laughs> because again, uh, Hank Pym has been messing around. In, 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 in the quantum verse, which also is the second time that he has showed up in the series. So Marvel, what are you getting ready to drop on us? Well, there like, is we Ant- have an Ant-Man coming. Yeah, Ant-Man yes. quantum mania is coming. So, you know, again, here's Marvel reacquainting us with the idea, you know, and if you, in case you're not familiar, turn in your textbooks back to Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And get familiar, but I'm sure there'll be a Legends episode on that when the time comes. Look, I can't wait. Look, they they are, are, where is it that I can just sign up for like putting deposits down on my movie tickets in advance? Right. Save my seat. I will be there. Right. Where is it where I can just like have a Marvel account where you just a subscription service either where my ticket just comes in the mail and I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad idea, actually. That's not a bad idea at all. I mean, anyway, you can pitch it to him. Look, look, 
just pay me. I mean, yeah, pay me. Because there would be a time when they're like, no, I just want this thing to exist in the universe. No, pay me. I got bills. Um, <laughs> but yes, in, in this last episode, Marvel, what if zombies? It wasn't even questions. It was Marvel, what if zombies? That was hilarious. Just what if there yeah, were zombies? What if zombies? And, you know, quantum virus gets out, uh, fucks with people. Uh, the Avengers come back together in San Francisco to try and stop the happenings. Um, T'Challa, uh, first of all, we hit chat with Bozeman again in this episode. One last time. I'm, look, I'm gonna get to that. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't either, but I'm here for it. I, I, I literally thought it was gonna be the Star-Lord episode. So anything other than this is a gift. Anything, I'm, I'm just, I'm just here. You can see how they were setting him up to just like use him so many different ways. You can see. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The things that would have come, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, like he said, death is like a stepping off point. Mm -hmm. So rest in power. Uh, but this episode was fantastic. Um, you had Black Widow, Captain America, Black Panther. Um, who else was out there? I'm missing a couple. But the Avengers go to avenge, or at least save, uh, and completely are overpowered by zombies. And so we come into this world following Bruce Banner on his way back to warn Earth that Thanos is coming. And, and arrives at an empty uh, uh, New York Sanctum Santorum, and we pick up the the um, the, the storyline of, of of Endgame or Infinity War. And as soon as the Black Order shows up, they're taken out by Tony Stark, and and they're not on by Tony Stark and. Uh, you know, Doctor uh, Strange and Wong. Right. And um, I think the real MVP here is the cape. Yeah, the cape. <laughs> yeah, the cape did come through and save uh, Bruce Banner for real. Yeah, the, the the cape was saving everybody. It's true. You know, um, he he saved Ant Man, um, which was fun. Um, and, and Peter Parker. So, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Hope Van Dyne shows up and, and, and takes him and uh, to, to, I mean, gives him a ride, uh, sort of hands him off to Spider-Man and then gets them to their new hideout with who's, no, uh, who's being led by none other than Okoye who is looking for her king. Yeah, and so it was fun to have Denai Guerrero uh, voicing Okoye again. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's the thought that goes into putting together these what ifs because it makes so much sense when you put things in context of of uh, where they fall on the timeline. Mm -hmm. These characters would have been enacted, or or would have been 
since we now know sort of the landscape of the sacred timeline, you know, of course, Okoye is going to come looking for T'Challa. And uh, of course, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, all of these characters are going to coalesce in this way. And it was just a very fun ride where apparently the only one who knows what's coming is Peter Parker because he's the only one that's seen horror movies. It's so funny. Why are you splitting up? Haven't you ever watched a horror movie? Yeah. So true. Yeah. Um, I felt bad for Sharon Carter. She almost survived. She almost did. She almost did. Um, Then Cap got I had hope. Oof. Yeah. It just... (sighs) And then Bucky sliced Cap in half with his own shield. They did not care about killing off zombie Avengers in this one. No. Uh, yeah. Even uh, Bucky was when Okoye sliced Falcon in half. And um, she's like, I'm sorry for your friend, or, you know, that was your friend. I'm sorry. And he's like, I should be sad, but I'm not. You know, which again makes sense because as the time, as that falls in the timeline, Falcon and Bucky weren't friends yet. Right. Not like that. They were, they, they were basically those coworkers or those friends that knew each other through, you know, a, a, an apex friend or, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, the writing is, is fantastic. So much thought has gone into these. Um, our remaining heroes uh, head to an army base, which is Camp Lehigh which is where Captain America was sort of birthed. Um, only to find Vision fucking around with a signal <laughs> and, and serving Black Panther to his, his wife, Baba Yaga. <laughs> and so I love how the Baba Yaga joke from Ant-Man pays off in this 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 universe um, because it's an actual fairy tale about a witch that you know sort of looms around the graves of the dead, and here we have an undead Scarlet Witch. Um, Which I was like, Vision, so, kill her, please, please let her go. I was like, for the for the good of the planet, Vision, she got to right. go. <sighs> Like at some time point, your your logic sensors have to to be working here, right? Guess not. I just um, love her. Uh, she she gone, boo. Yeah, she is bringing her back. Mm-hmm. Although we so found out there undead. is a way to bring them back. Yes, you know, but apparently, whereas Thor should have gone for the head, Vision said just the head. Yep. And Ant Man was a head in a jar. Um, <laughs> giving nothing but quips, um, which honestly, best use of Paul Rudd ever. I think so. You know, cause he's, you can totally see him just being a head in the jar and being okay with it. Like, he's a, he's a very likable character. Um, so the gang hightails it, Hulk comes out to, to fight Scarlet Witch. We don't know what really happens fly off. Um, also, Hope Van Dyne at this point has, has 
you know, awakened in zombie form and, right. and is now, I don't even know how tall, but tall enough to grab the plane they were in. Um, also a reason like, why didn't someone think they should end it before she went out? But There is a question. I was like, y'all had the chance. Uh, me, if I'm in zombie the world, one, I probably am not going to survive because I can't handle zombies. But if I am and I'm fighting, all y'all heads <laughs> got to go. As soon That's as she dropped go. us off, I'm like, well, hope bend over real quick so I can cut your head off. Right. <laughs> Look, you know she's going to come back. You know she's going to come back. Why? That is literally the definition of a large problem. Exactly. Or a really tiny problem. Either way, you got a problem. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let her figure out that she can shrink too. Mm. Oh, no, 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 no. Nope. I don't need... Nope, we already see what a little microscopic ant person can do to the Avengers. We don't need microscopic wasp. No, okay. Um, no, that's not a fun if. Fun if. Fun what if. So everybody heads back to the last human sanctuary on Earth, which is none other than... Da-da-da-da-da. Wakanda. And... Our final scene is Thanos showing up the doorsteps of Wakanda with a finity gauntlet with all the stones except for one. Which is coming to him. And by the way, did I mention he's a zombie? He's a zombie. Yeah, I don't like the idea of zombie Thanos. That is not going to go over well. Yeah. And that is where Marvel leaves us. Yeah, they, they don't care about our feelings at all when it comes to what if. No. When our 30 <laughs> minutes is up, our 30 minutes is up. I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. Zombie Thanos, you're just going to leave me that? And they're like, yep. See you next week. <laughs> Again, the watcher clocks out firmly at five. <laughs> he was like, I only watch for, not, for eight hours. Right. That's the story I got to tell. Um, I got to go. I gotta go. They don't pay me for more than this. So, look, I am not sure what is coming up next week. I'm sure if I looked hard enough, I could figure that out. I think it's something having to do with Thor. I think it's Killmonger sure. next week. Is it? I think Ooh, it's Killmonger. Be yeah. Okay. Either way, I'm 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 ready for whatever's supposed to come. Um, this has been fun. It is what I like to do on Thursday. It comes out on full. Is it Wednesday for you guys? It... I don't know. I watch it on Thursday. Got you. Okay. I'm watching it on Thursday too. So, um, yeah, I just, I just, that's my bright spot in the week. And I, I again, Kevin Feige, we marvel at your presence. Thank you. <laughs> Excelsior. Excelsior. Mephisto. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I think that is all we have for you this week. And on some not so fun news, guys, gals, non-binary folks, I got some news. 
which is that I got a promotion. Yay. Which means that I will not have the time to do the podcast. Yes. Yes. So, unfortunately, that means that our time together is coming to a close. I feel terrible about it because I love y'all and I love my dear co-host, Mr. Intrigue, and it has been such a fun ride and I don't want the ride to end. No, no. This has been a very fun process and honestly, I can't see doing it with anyone but you. Um, But yes, this is is happening uh, a bit more suddenly than we would have liked it to. Um, But that is, but but t- today is not the last episode. Today not not let the, yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Let's let's yeah. let's start there. We wouldn't yes. do that to you. No, no, no. We want to be a bit more respectful than that. Um, so because well, first off, congratulations on your new job. That Thank is a, a big accomplishment, Thank and you. you deserve that. Thank you. And so you know, I want nothing but the best for you. Um, I think. Uh, we are going to do two, two more, two more, four. Okay. So, uh, four, four more weeks, you kind of got us here. Um, and, and we will be talking more about what this means. And I'm actually having a pretty cool idea. This is me thinking out loud. I generally say before production meetings, but like, what if next week we sort of do a, what if about the podcast? Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, let's talk let's, about, let's talk about that. Yeah, we, we we'll 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 powwow. So we are going to to land this plane as gently as possible, um, in this this next couple of episodes. But I want to say from the depths of my heart, I appreciate you for for listening to us. Absolutely. Um. This again has been a fun process and um, the feedback we've gotten from you guys has been amazing and, and we appreciate it. And, um, you know, that's kind of what we were here for. Um, not gonna get all sentimental and sappy at the moment, but um, with that being said, we have a couple more and we're gonna try and make those special for you guys. And um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to add to that? No, just wanted to no. uh, echo the the gratitude for you all going on this journey with us. And uh, yeah. we will figure out how to make these last couple episodes really special um, to commemorate our time together because it has been, uh, it's been fun and, and life-changing and all kinds of good stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't want to let the moment pass without noting it. So, um, so we will be back in two weeks. Um, and, and so don't panic. We love you. Um, and, you know, remember, variants are real. Um, they don't exist just on this, you know, in the multiverse. They, they exist outside. Mm-hmm. And so to protect yourself from variants, wear a goddamn mask. Um, you can find... <laughs> Not just any mask, mask a goddamn mask. A goddamn mask. <laughs> um, you can get yourself a goddamn mask at momaskforyou.com. Um, she 
also send Moma some love. Uh, her, her faithful companion uh, of about three years, uh, a dog named Tallulah, Aww. had to be put down recently. Aww. And so, um, you know, my, my, my condolences go out to her because, you know, in, in, a, in a year, year plus two years of some change that has been marred by loss, you know, uh, regardless of if that was human or animal, it's it's still still felt um so yes you can send her a nice hello from us um by by visiting her website uh m-o-e-m-a-s-k-s the number four the letter u.com absolutely and you can find us all over the internet but really only on instagram um mm-hmm. I, you can find me at i am lee cp and where can they find you mr intrigue at call him intrigue. Lovely. Um, yeah, you'll find a very empty Instagram there. Indeed. Um, <laughs> and then you have, uh, you can find the podcast on unconvenientpod.com. You can also yes, find you can. it at unconvenientpod on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook as well. Don't look at Twitter. Just don't look at Twitter. No. And you can also email us, you know, like if you, if now is the time to, if you haven't, to send your you know, your questions, comments, do that, do that. In fact, please, please, please get in contact with us for the last couple of shows. We'd love to um, possibly read something that you wrote, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, shout us out if you have not done so already. And, and, you know, maybe we can make you part of the last show. Indeed. Um, Unconvenientpod at gmail.com. That part, that part, that part, that part. Um, so with that, I hope everybody stays safe. Please stay sane. Um, and we will see you in a couple weeks for more magical Marvel Mayoi foolishness. <laughs> with that, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Peace. Told me it's hidden in the